Welcome to Equestrian Movement's First Do No Harm podcast. I'm your host, Katie Boniface, co-founder of Equestrian Movement with Sarah Gallagher. We work with horse riders who want to build a stronger bond and a deeper connection with their horses. In our First Do No Harm podcast, we discuss with other industry professionals how to work with horses to firstly do no harm and secondly support their mental, emotional and physical well-being throughout the training process so that we have horses that enjoy learning and ask to be ridden. Each episode, we discuss the different influences our training can have and how we can improve our horses' overall athleticism, soundness of mind and body, and emotional fortitude, while strengthening and deepening our relationship with our horses. Each week, I will endeavor to bring to you a new episode on horse riding, training, handling and husbandry for an interview with other industry professionals to help you address where and why you might get stuck in creating the beautiful union of dancing souls that is the equestrian sport. Are you ready to kick off today's show? Let's get started. Hey team, Katie here from Equestrian Movement and today I want to talk to you a bit about uh, how we're going to uh, engage our horse in training and getting the type of responsibility that we would like and that would be preferable. This might be hard to listen to because <laughs> um, it's a bit of a difficult concept to grasp, but it's something that we've been working on within the school and within our holistic horse handling program a lot over the last year or two, where we're paying attention to nervous system activation and how we elicit responses from our horses, but then also how our own body reacts and responds in different circumstances as well. In this episode, we're going to go into a little bit of theory around how the nervous system works so that you have something to work from with our next training, our next podcast, where we're going to talk about how we've been using this theory in our horses development and our training and working with our students. So to begin with, we want to think about you know, the, the state of the nervous system and the upregulation and the downregulation of the nervous system. We're going to keep it very primal and we're going to think about um, the activation of our flight response, that f- experience of feeling threatened, what happens when we feel threatened. So for me, um, and this is something that you may or may not want to delve into because it can be very uncomfortable and you might need to see a psychologist to support your work with this. But for me, when I have my nervous system activated with feeling threat, uh, I'm going to experience like a tingle that shoots down my hands. And that's like a cortisol reflex where the body experiences in its environment the, the threat perception. So that would be like when I'm driving and somebody cuts me off erratically and it gives me a fright or when a toe jumps on my foot, <laughs> something that's really annoying that gives me a fright. I experience that cortisol reflex where um, it tingles down into my hands and that is my body communicating to me not safe run. And that's a very primal instinct that's triggered and that you have zero control over. So that's going to be your upregulated energy, the, that flight response. Some people and horses, when they experience threat, are going to choose fight instead of run. So um, not all horses choose run first 
and then only fight if they're cornered. Some horses choose fight first and then run if they don't think that they can take the threat physically. So when we get into our down-regulated energy, we're going to see um, rest and digest. So the if there was, you know, you're in the wild and you're getting chased by a tiger, you're not going to go, oh, I'll just have a nap. Oh, I'm just going to sit down and have a meal. So the flight response triggers a rewiring of the body that turns the digestive system off. It turns off all of the things that are not required for your immediate survival. And it puts, um, you know, the blood towards the things that are going to prime you for the survival. It's going to activate the muscles for running, um, your pupils dilate so you have more concentration and awareness on that survival uh, response versus rest and digest you've escaped the tiger you've spent all your resources trying to escape the tiger so tiger so now you're emotionally drained uh, physically drained and so you find yourself a cave where you're safe and you're safe to sleep you're safe to eat and you can recover ready to go again so we don't really experience that too much <laughs> here in Australia anyway. Um, in our day-to-day lives, these experiences of threat are quite often, you know, um, like a boss demanding a deadline or an unexpected bill that comes in or, you know, um, those other triggers towards our survival drive. So rest and digest, um, which is off that flight response. I feel safe to relax. I feel safe to sleep. We can, um, we've metabolized the cortisol. So there's only two main ways that cortisol can metabolize. It is either through running fast or running in general or high dose vitamin C. So if you're getting like this trigger stacking throughout the day where the cortisol is releasing, the cortisol release, the cortisol release, then you're going to end up with um, just like a lot of cortisol in your body that's going to keep you in uh, more of that wired response to react rather than in a more relaxed state to respond. So uh, we want to metabolize the cortisol from that fright out of our body through either running or we can take high dose vitamin C uh, to help metabolize that out and get down into a state of relaxation where um, our digestive juices turn back on again and we get more into a digestive process which is why it's called rest and digest. So we're looking really at the up regulation and the down regulation there but what we also have access to is our social engagement system. So it's like, I feel safe, you know, when you're amongst friends and you're getting together and you eat together, you're safe to eat. It's like, you know, that really uh, fun, playful, communicative, we're just, you know, hanging out with people we love and sharing food and sharing the experience together. That's more of our social engagement system. We can't access that social engagement system without a felt sense of safety with it amongst those people. So it is a branch of the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is coming into, um, you know, rest and digest. It's responsible for rest and digest, but it also branches off and brings the social engagement system online. So our face is expressive and inviting. It's not what we 
talk about with me having resting bitch face when I have resting bitch face my social engagement system is on is offline and then when I am have that face of like inviting an approachable then my social engagement system is back online so I'm feeling safe in my environment and amongst my people to engage in conversation and um you know feel safe to experience each other there when so when we come into the paddock and our social engagement system is offline because we've had a super sh- stressful day, we've got all the time pressure, we're thinking about all the jobs we have to do, we still have to do the grocery shop, we still have to make dinner for everyone, we still have like 10,000 loads of laundry to do and you know the horse is just an extra chore that we have to fit into our day and we feel the pressure to exercise them because they need to be useful <laughs> I don't know uh, we have those expectations that our horse needs to work to be useful and to you know have a purpose and whatnot so we have to get in three rides a week to make sure that they're exercised <laughs> oh, anyway so <laughs> we come in and uh, we've got the resting bitch face we've got our social engagement system offline we've got the time pressure we aren't relaxed um, and we're entering the paddock where our horse is super chill because it's just been hanging out with its mates all day, ha- eating grass, and it's got zero pressure in the world. So we're meeting our horse at a dysregulated nervous system state and a heightened energy state. So our horses are in rest and digest and we're upregulated in this nervous tension state of time pressure and all of the other things. And so there is inevitably either a triggering of the upregulation of our horse's nervous system or a clash. So our horse is either going to come up there and meet us there. So they're going to be like super anxious, trying to be very reactive to try and give us the right behaviors, like really people pleasing, or they're going to clash with us and say, Hey, I don't like being around you when you're up here. And then they might, you know, refuse to move and refuse to do what we're asking them to do. Or they might, um, like lash out and get a bit aggressive and trigger us into more of a fight mode or they can just um, shut down and kind of follow along and hope for the best. So bringing the social engagement system online comes from a state of relaxation first and for a lot of us relaxation doesn't actually feel safe especially if we have a lot of responsibility we're looking after a lot of people like we've got lots of kids or family or whatnot if we've got big things happening in our life um, some of you that are going to have CPTSD and things like that that's gonna make it feel unsafe to be vulnerable feel unsafe to relax around the horses it's going to be harder to get into your social engagement system because you have to work through that fear and that flight response to get into the social engagement system. And when you're developing your body awareness for that um, relaxation, you now have the body awareness for your flight response being triggered and the flight response overridden is very uncomfortable and I don't have you know like 
CPTSD or anything like that that's going to make this significantly worse, which is why I need to be talking to a psychologist if this is going to, you know, bring stuff up for you. But for me, like the last year has probably been the hardest year of my life where uh, I've done the most adulting I've ever done and had the most responsibility that I've ever had. We've gone through the process of subdividing and selling our house and going to auction, which was all very terrifying. We were going through the process of getting a bridging loan that fell through and, you know, all of these things that are very emotionally taxing that really trigger that survival instinct developing my body awareness for the flight response being triggered through that process has been very uncomfortable. (laughs) It literally feels like my body is on fire when my flight response gets triggered and I don't respond to it. Very uncomfortable. Uh, So there are things that we can do to learn how to bring our vagus nerve back online. We have spoken about it a little bit previously, but for our new listeners, we have lots of options. If you um, even just like Google stimulating your vagus nerve, you'll find heaps of um, little techniques that can help you in the moment. One of my favorite ones is to hum. So if you see um, me riding a horse that I'm feeling a bit nervous about, or I'm around people that make me feel uncomfortable, I will start humming. And that stimulates the vagus nerve and gets us back down into like a little bit more grounded and centered so that we're not reacting. We have more control over how we're responding within a situation. Uh, Singing, gargling, there's heaps of them. You can Google them. But then also there's some really nice herbs where they will help keep you um, in that nervous system tone of relaxation if you're experiencing that ongoing stress. So some there's some really beautiful herbs, but you definitely are looking towards magnesium supplementation and then things like passion flower, chamomile, those really gentle nerve irons are beautiful for uh, helping to manage your nervous system through periods of heightened stress. Uh, so that's for those of us that are going through particularly stressful situations. And then the rest of us can, you know, you don't necessarily need that additional support if you don't have that stress in your life, but you're still having that activation of your survival instinct and that experience of threat. We're looking for ways of being able to downregulate and find that place of relaxation so that we can bring our social engagement system online so that we can connect with our horses. If you don't feel safe, you will have walls up and you don't feel safe to relax. You will have walls up, which will be preventing that quality of connection with the horse, which is why we consider horses so beneficial to us when it comes to doing personal development work is that, um, you know, we have to go through these blocks to our social engagement system to connection to be able to connect with our horse so that we're somebody that our horse wants to be around. Our experiences store in our body and store in our nervous system. And so when we're looking for that deeper state of relaxation and connection with our horses, it often brings up these experiences that we've had that prevents us from getting into those states of relaxation. Something has happened that means that you don't feel safe to connect. 
So they're quite often um, like a relational rupture that we've had with a family member or a friend, or it can also be a relational rupture that we have with ourselves where we've lost confidence in ourselves on something or we're feeling insecure about ourselves about something and we're needing to bridge that experience and find within ourselves where that quality of feeling safe to be who we are finding that place within ourselves and then um, the ability to experience safe to be myself and to connect with others holy dooly is that not just a really challenging thing to do (laughs) it doesn't feel safe to be yourself in relationship to others you know over time people will judge you for different things that are just who you are that you aren't going to be able to change and so you kind of put these faces on and these walls up for when you're meeting new people to be the version of yourself that you think they want to see and so we can't take that into our relationship with our horses because our horses see straight through it they can see the tension that we're holding where we feel where we don't feel safe to be in our body um or feel safe to be in relationship to them they can see that tension of that you know in internal fear even though we don't have awareness of it even though we don't know that it's happening they can see it and so that's where they're not going to be able to connect with us because our body is communicating it's not safe we might be communicating, it's not safe to be myself because 15 years ago, um, you know, this person said this thing about me and now I don't want you to see that part of, of me. They don't know that part. They can just see that brace and that tension in our body where we don't feel comfortable, we don't feel safe to relax and we are struggling to bring that social engagement system online to connect with them. So in one regard, connection can be very easy. Uh, All you have to do is find safe to relax, relaxation, and then open your heart space to uh, bring your social engagement system online to connect with someone else. And then in the next breath, it can be incredibly painful and uncomfortable depending on your experiences that you're trying to protect yourself from happening to you again. So when we come into the paddock, we're bringing all of this with us. If we're upregulated and our horse is downregulated, they're either going to clash with us and fight our upregulated nervous system, or they're going to come up with us and be very reactive to us. So we're looking for, and this is one of my favorite introductions to working with the horses, and we go into it in deeper detail in our holistic horse handling program. But the first place you need to find relaxation within yourself so that you can then come into connection with your horse and it's helpful to find relaxation with your horse. We're paying attention to their body language cues of finding relaxation within their body and feeling safe to relax within their body. And then what happens (laughs) is now we have a relaxed horse and so now we can't get it to do anything. So how are we going to upregulate them into work? So we've got, um, we can upregulate through play. We can upregulate through in-hand grazing, matching steps. We're looking for connecting, finding each other's rhythm and moving within each other's rhythm in a way that 
would create music. So putting music on is also very helpful, especially if you're doing something like matching steps. So you're looking at bringing the energy up together and then we're developing that toggle of you don't want to bring the energy up together and it blow out the top and you dysregulate each other. You're looking at downregulating and finding that connection again and then upregulating and finding together in um, movement and in um, connection in, and relaxation in movement. And then you're um, trying not to build too much tension to downregulate back into relaxation. We also have, you know, our dopamine hit of task achievement which can be beneficial initially with regards to engaging the horse in learning and making learning fun but um, dopamine inevitably comes with frustration so your horse will show frustrated behaviors or anxious or overwhelmed behaviors when they can't achieve a task and so we're also looking for the soaking in the learning the togetherness where we're going to experience each other and just enjoy each other's presence and enjoy the process. So if you're finding that every time you come into your um, experience with your horse, there's conflict and there's clash and you're feeling frustrated and you don't know how to progress and move forward, this is what we're talking about and looking for. First, you have to find safe to relax. Then you want to bring that social engagement system online. Then you're going to do a period of time of doing things together that keeps that social engagement system online. And then you're going to catch yourself. And that's probably the hardest part is that quite often as we dysregulate, we're not aware of our dysregulation process. For example, when you're angry you don't go, oh, I'm angry. What has triggered my anger? You go, I am angry and I feel fully entitled to my anger because of this thing that happened. <laughs> so there's, uh, anger is, you know, an accelerator. So it's hard to take the foot off of our being angry process and downregulate it back into finding relaxation. But we're looking at, you know, getting into that relaxation together, coming up and doing things together, keeping the social engagement system online, and then coming back and finding together within relaxation. And then that, you know, brings into essence our theory of circular security, which is another really lovely training theory um, for relationships that you can look into if you Google circular security. It's one of um, my favorite trainings that I've had with relationships. If you're loving what you're learning in the podcast, you've got to come check out the Arena Classroom. The Arena Classroom is our community for all things training for connection, where we delve into exercises to build our horse's trainability, process emotion, and build emotional resilience. It's where you can get individual help applying our tools like consent, communication, confidence through curiosity, connection, and so much more where you learn a level of communication and connection that will blow your mind and other trainers will tell you it's not possible. It is a safe community where you can learn training tools not shared on the podcast that will open up that connection and will further build your confidence in you and your horse's potential so that you can stop doubting that you're good enough for your horse and questioning if you're doing the right thing. It's where you can come hang out and connect with other first do no harm trainers just like you and me. It's my favorite place on earth and it will revolutionize what you believe to be possible with your horse. I guarantee it. Come join us at www.equestriummovement.com 
forward slash the arena classroom.